Well, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our weekly program here live from Gethsemane Baptist Church in Lexington, South Carolina. And we appreciate you joining us on this Wednesday morning. Pastor, it's good to see you here with us in the studio this morning. Good morning, my brother, and all you that are listening today. Thank you for being on with us. It's a blessing to have everybody aboard this morning. I want to go right to our special guest this morning because we have a number of things we're going to be addressing from a, a legal standpoint. And, Pastor, we don't really deal with this very often. We sure. dealt with it more back during the COVID situation, and thank God that's passed. Amen. And, um, but we want to deal with some legal things this morning, and, and I can't think of a better man to do that than Brother David Gibbs yes. with the Christian Law Association. Brother Gibbs, welcome to Weed Among the Tares this morning. Delighted to be here. Thank you for the privilege. Brother, it is always a privilege to have you with us. And uh, In fact, I was looking, uh, Brother Gibbs, at the, uh, the homepage of Christian Law Association, which if you're listening... Uh, it's simply christianlawcla.org or christianlaw.org. And, um, brother, I was noticing that uh, the ministry has been now in existence for over 50 years. And that is quite a, an accomplishment. And uh, I, I'd like for you to just take just a minute before we delve into some of these cases that the Supreme Court's going to be hearing and the focus of our conversation this morning. Give us just a real brief uh, uh, testimony of CLA and what God has done there. Well, thank you for allowing me to do that. I, I am always amazed by the grace of God that's allowed 53 years to go by here. Yes. Uh, my wife and I were having devotions one night. It's 1969 where we do that every evening together. And I had just graduated from law school. I was working for a wonderful large law firm in Cleveland, Ohio. And as we were getting on our knees to pray, uh, she said something that changed our lives. She said, do you think God could use you as a lawyer to do a ministry for his honor and glory? And I looked at her and I said, a lawyer with a ministry? She said, yeah. And I never forget, I didn't mean this wrong. I said, honey, I don't think God even likes lawyers. <laughs> I mean, what in the world are you talking about? Yeah. There was a total disconnect in my mind. I mean, that is a thought that has never entered my thinking. And I said, what, what are you thinking about? She said, well, if a Christian is ever sued for doing what the Bible says they should be doing, for taking the stand that God commands us to take, could we commit to the Lord that we defend them and never make a charge? I said, never make a charge. She said, yeah. I said, honey, do you have any idea how expensive lawsuits are? She said, no, I don't have any idea. I said, well, honey, they never taught doing it without a charge in law school. I'll promise you that. Yes. And she said, I don't know what it would cost, but 
and I don't know that it'll ever be needed, but she said, the Lord has just laid that on my heart. Could we just tell the God we're available? If he'd like to use us, we'd like to be used. And I remember asking her, who do you think's ever in America going to get sued for the faith? That's unthinkable. And she said, I hope you're right. She said, oh, I hope you're right, honey. But she said, if it happens, could we just tell God we'd like to be available? And I said, we can do that. And I tell you this, I've said this across America, I I did it to please my wife. It was a burden on her heart. And for her, I said, honey, uh, we can tell the Lord we're available. But truthfully, I never thought anything would come of it. Yeah, That was a Thursday evening at about 8 o'clock. The next Tuesday morning, a pastor called me, and he said, I understand you're a Christian. I said, I am. He said, well, I think I've been sued for the faith. And I told him, well, I'm sure you're wrong, but bring me your papers. Let me look at them. And he brought them to me. I read them with them. And I said, boy, you have been sued for the faith. No question. He said, well, I told you. He said, would you be willing to help defend me? I said, I'd be honored to. And I said, I don't have any money. And I said, well, no, this is interesting. We have a ministry that does this. He said, you do? I said, we do. I said, well, Bless he the said, Lord, how, how long have you had it? I said, since last Thursday evening. Yes. And he said, you know, what's the name of it? I said, it don't have a name. We never thought anything was going to come of it, so he never gave it a name. I, he said, so I'd be your first case? I said, you'd be our first case. He said, well, I'd be so honored to do that. That case with that pastor went on for 14 years. Wow. And that led to the cases that allowed us to take the stand and gave us Christian schools in America. Wow. That's how we started there. Praise God. But the whole genesis of the ministry started with my precious wife saying, could we just tell God we're available? And I want to tell your listeners what I have found. That's all God wants any of us to do. Be available. Uh, Lord, if you need something, Amen. I've got my hand in the air. I want to be used. Amen. And I want to be used for your honor and for your glory. Yes, sir. And I never dreamed that we'd come to the place where we get in excess of 100,000 calls a year mm-hmm. asking for help. And we get to say, by the grace of God, we have a ministry that does this. That's the history of the Christian Law Association. Amen. Quite a history, brother. Uh, that is phenomenal. And uh, that, I mean, that kind of got a hold of my heart. (laughs) It really did. And uh, brother, thank you, first of all, for sharing that. Um, You know, and and as you said, uh, you would have never thought that something like this uh, would have ever, ever have been needed here in America. But oh, how that has been so sorely needed here in America. Brother Gibbs, I was reading, I, I was just, I, I'd opened my Bible here just right before we went on the air and before we get to these several cases. But in First Chronicles chapter 13, David has just been brought in as the king and he's, a lot of men from the various tribes have come to him and announced to him their allegiance. And he says, <clears throat> And he said, David consulted with the captains of thousands, hundreds, etc. And David said unto the congregation of Israel, If it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in the land, 
and with them also to the priests, which are in the suburbs, etc. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And Pastor, for both of you, that struck me this morning because that really is the crux of really where we need to go to. We need to go back to the things that we absolutely know that God blesses and will bless. Sure. And, um, and Pastor, I, I honestly think, and I know that that's something that you labor with th- over the pulpit here, yes, is getting people to go back to the basics once again. Amen. And, and, uh, and I say uh, that is something that is, again, sorely needed. Counselor, the first case that, that we wanted to bring to uh, the attention of our listeners this morning, and, uh, and by the way, I took this, a great tool that comes every month from Christian Law Association is the Legal Alert Prayer Letter, and it comes to your, your inbox you can look at it. You can read it, and uh, and there was a number of cases. And what you had in essence was that you Christian law wanted Christians to pray for the Supreme Court because they face uh, some monumental decisions that they must deal with. And uh, counsel, the first one is Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Association, which basically is the state of Mississippi's abortion ban after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Give us some insight on this specific case, and it's not only the effect of Mississippi, but how it would affect uh, our entire country. Well, to say that this case is, in our opinion, monumental would be an understatement. Uh, This will be the first time that many scholars, myself included, I don't consider myself a scholar on this, but we deal with it every day. It'll be the first time that they're going to be able to reconsider what was the Roe v. Wade standard and the Planned Parenthood versus Casey standard on abortion that the court has lived with. And one of the things that I want to remind people of, America is only one of six nations in the world that permit abortion up to the day of birth. And two of those six are China and North Korea. They are, we, and we are the largest abortion nation on the planet. Wow. Uh, we do more than others. And North Korea and China are right there with us. This People think that this abortion standard that we have in America must be worldwide. It's not worldwide. It's very rare. And 90% of all counties and countries worldwide have laws that limit abortions to 15 weeks. And after that, the baby is protected. And right now, best count we have, 60 million-plus babies have been aborted in America Hmm. since we passed Roe v. Wade. And many think that number could be double that because so many are not reported. That's right. So, I mean, this is a horrific, horrific decision. And what this would allow is it would permit abortions to be stopped uh, once you come to that that marker. Mm. And the marker is very, very important because there's such sound medical things on it saying 
the baby in the womb is absolutely in a developed and protected heartbeat status. It's frequently called the heartbeat law. Mm-hmm. And that's why the court is looking at all of this. Now, here is why this is so important. The Supreme Court has three choices. And I think we'll find justices on the court among the nine, picking all three. And the question is, what will then come out? Here's the first choice. They could totally overturn Roe v. Wade and say there is no federal mandate, no protection under the privacy laws that allow abortion. Uh, That is the one that we are praying for most fervently. Absolutely. Okay, by far. And uh, many feel that this is the moment that could happen for the first time with the justices that are on the court. And so we ask people, please pray for that fervently. Babies' lives are in the balance. And we as a nation, the heart of a nation is in the balance. How did we ever let this barbaric practice become so common, so easily acceptable? Okay. Number two, the court could say, no, we're not going to overturn it, but we're going to significantly readjust it. Uh, We're going to step in and we're going to abandon the Roe v. Wade and the Casey standard And we're going to say, here are the new guidelines. You'll still be able to have abortion nationwide. But the bottom line will be there's new standards. No one knows what those standards will be. Many, many people feel that that's what the court will do. They won't totally overrule it, but they'll set up new standards that make abortion much more difficult to get. The third alternative is they could just let it be. And that's what has been the history. I mean, abortion has been looked at by the court before, and they've, what I call, punted on it. They just simply said, we're going to allow it to be where it is. Most of us feel highly probable they're at least going to adjust the standard, and I really believe this is the moment with this court that it could be overturned, and this law, this Dobbs decision out of Mississippi could become the new standard and abortion would be severely not protected nationwide. Now, I want to make sure your listeners understand this. If they overturn a Roe versus Wade and the Casey decision, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, if they overturn all of that, abortion will not be illegal in America. It just won't be federally protected. It will then go back to each state. And so there will be 50 different state standards on what abortion should or should not be allowed. And the battle is going to shift from the federal government to the state governments. Many states have already passed in anticipation of this Mm -hmm. protections to stop abortion in those states, uh, to stop it cold. Uh, I saw the other day the number of legislatures that have bills they're considering to protect babies uh, has just soared. And so what we're telling people is that there's a three-point prayer here. Number one, pray for the Lord to divinely move on the hearts of these justices that this barbaric practice is overturned Amen. and we no longer have a federal mandate. Number two, pray for the states. Pray for the states uh, that they have the courage to step up. Some states are already expanding their abortion rights in anticipation of this. And what they're saying is people will just flood to these states Uh, Back when I started practicing law, uh, this is hard to imagine, it was difficult to get a divorce. 
Uh, you had to have real grounds to get a divorce. And people jumped to Las Vegas, to Nevada, because they had the easiest grounds to get a divorce. And so they became a magnet. It was called the divorce state. Well, that same thing they're saying is going to happen with abortion. The states that have the easiest will allow people just to jump into that state and then get it. Pray for these state legislatures that we keep that down. Then the third thing, pray for the conscience of these ladies that that go into these abortions. Um, Sometimes the circumstances are just horrific. But that is a baby. Amen. That is Amen. a human life. Yes, yes sir. it is. And what we're asking the Lord to do is keep this protected. Now, I want you to know many listeners probably don't understand how the Supreme Court works. Decision has largely already been made. It's not announced, but they're working on it. They meet after the oral arguments. The oral arguments are all done. And then all the briefs are in it. And our ministry has put briefs in on all kinds of cases over the years and been involved in cases. And then they weigh all of that, and then they start working on the wording. And then the chief justice decides who's going to write the opinion for the majority and who will write the opinion for the minority. They're going through all of that now. So this decision is being crafted and put together as we speak. Pray for God to touch the hearts of these judges. Yes. I always remind people, the scripture is so clear. The heart of the king lies in the hand of God. And as the rivers of water, he turns it wheresoever he will. And we, we almost talk about government like God can't do anything about it. That is simply not true. Amen. The heart of these, these judges, the heart of these legislatures are in God's hand. And our God is powerful. So pray that we have a turning. I'm looking for some. We've been praying for the judges that I, I think will stand with us. But I'm praying fervently for the judges that have been in the past pro-abortion in the extreme. We're praying for God to touch and change their hands. Amen. This is a divine marker moment in our nation. Now, I always remind people of what my pastor taught me uh, that changed my life when we started with the early days of the Christian Law Association. He said, David, you must remember, we're not commanded to win. We're commanded to stand. He said, standing is our part. Winning is God's part. He said, we have to take a stand. And then it's up to the Lord to decide what to do with that stand. And that is that has helped me. And there's because people will say, well, I think this is too far gone. It is never too far gone Amen. for God to stand Amen. in. Amen. Our God is all-powerful. Yes, sir. But we need to pray. And I, I've asked people nationwide, uh, you know, I know that our people believe in prayer. We love America. And how can you not love all these precious babies whose lives are in jeopardy or whose lives have been taken? I mean, can you imagine when we get to heaven? All of these babies that never had a chance to live. Wow. Who never had the privilege to sing one word of praise to the Savior. Uh, never had a chance to be held or loved uh, on this earth. And so we need to pray that, that we do not lose our conscience over these issues. Amen. Say, Amen. By the grace of God. And I always ask people, have you ever prayed an hour for America? Have you ever prayed one fervent hour? 
and largely, overwhelmingly, 99.9% of the time people say, no, I've never prayed an hour for America. So I ask them, well, have you ever prayed 30 minutes? And, and the same group, almost without exception, says, no, I've never prayed 30 minutes fervently for America. And then I get down, I say, well, have you ever prayed 15 fervent minutes? And, and I'm telling you, it's 80, 90% say, no, I've never done that. It is time for us, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, the Bible says, availeth much. It is time for us to pray. Uh, I'm all for getting as best people in, in Congress and legislature and on city councils that we can get. But the hope of America is not in the next election. The hope of America is in the gospel and in the local church where yes, people sir. say, I'm going to pray for God to do what only God can do. And I beg people, please sit down and, and take a moment to map out an hour and say, God, I'm coming to you. Here's my request. Jesus said, asking you shall receive. But every time, seven times he used it, every time the word ask there was the word for asking with specificity of getting detailed with God. Amen. And, and I have been so guilty of this. I'm not chiding anybody else. We get busy and, and we don't take the time for prayer we know we should take. But here's the problem. If I'm not careful, all of my prayers are sweeping general prayers. You know, God, please bless America and please watch over my family and be with our pastor and our church. And, and what specific did I ask for? Almost nothing. God says, ask. He said, you have not because you ask not. Yes, sir. And so I'm telling people, this is a divine appointment in America. It is a time for us to step up and ask God's people. Folks say, what can I do? I don't have a lot of money. I, I, I don't have legal talent. I can't go argue. Of course, you can ask. You can be the prayer warrior standing in the gap. And so that's what I'm begging people to do. And this decision will be revolutionary. I truly think that they're going to do an adjustment at a minimum, and I think there's a strong chance they'll overturn it. Amen. Now, once again, we better be praying up a storm. Because I'm telling you, babies' lives are hanging in the balance. They're in the balance. And, brother, for sure, um, the moral fabric of society as a whole, Pastor, would you not agree that is, it has become so unraveled? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and principally, and in my mind, I'm sitting here and, and I'm thinking the reason is because, as Brother Gibbs said, we have just failed to pray specifically. Um, if, number one, for ourselves, because ourselves are the ones that make up this country. Yes, this sir. country's not just land, it's people. Yes. Just like the church is people. It's not a building, it is people. And what we have allowed to occur here. Uh, in, in our failure to pray. Mm-hmm. And, Pastor, I know for a fact, yeah, again, exactly. you, I know you hammer, and I'll use that word, yes, you hammer the matter of prayer. Yes, sir. I think <clears throat> our temptation as, as believers and, and anybody in general is that we don't feel compelled to pray until we're in trouble, until things have gone too far and things are a mess and there's no answer. 
And the problem is we may have never had to get there if we'd have prayed to start off Amen. with. Amen. If we'd have prayed first. Yes. Amen. We, the, we pray when we're we pray when we're panicked. Exactly. I mean, let a let a bad pain start in your chest. Let them rush you down to the emergency room and have a doctor say, "Boy, this looks bad. Major heart attack or stroke." We'll feel led to pray, yep. and we should pray. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Amen. But that's not when we should start praying. Amen, we need to start Gibbs. praying exactly. now. Yes, sir. I mean, You're exactly uh, right. I tell everybody, if you will put a list together of what you would really like to see God do in your life, your family's life, your church's life, your nation's life, you will be amazed at all the things you'll feel led to ask for. Yes. And we provide lists and helps if anybody would ever want one. We're happy to send it to them. Anything we can do to get people praying. Uh, I know when I get to heaven, the Lord is going to chide me and say, David, did you not understand? It was only impossible with man. Never impossible with God. That is exactly what the Bible says. For God. Amen. Amen. And so the problem becomes, the Lord's going to chide me and say, why did you not ask? And why did you ask for so little? Yes. And the did blessing. Did not yeah. understand? I am the God. Uh, and, and I always take people to Mark 11. Please look there. It says that we can move mountains. Yes, sir. Uh, and mountain moving prayer. And moving mountains wasn't talking about changing the geography of a nation. Exactly. wasn't talking about taking the Rockies and putting them in Florida. It was the term for something impossible. We, by the way, still use that term today. We do. Uh, we'll say I'm under a mountain of debt or a mountain of concern or a mountain of health problems. Or with my kids, our family, I'm under a mountain of concern and worry because it's impossible. But it's not impossible with God. Bless said, the Lord. Yeah. That he is. Said, Give you the desires of your heart. Amen, brother. The, the, uh, the importunity, and I can always think of that word with the gentleman who is banging on the door literally at midnight and asking for bread and just that continual asking, uh, that's what the Lord said. Oh yeah. Not giving up, (laughs) not giving up and to to just to continue to go, uh, brother Gibbs, you brought up about, uh, just again, just the idea of, uh, of involvement as far as prayer. Number one, and uh, you mentioned also, and kind of in passing, you said that folks should get involved um, in various things and where they can be involved. And that's, that is something that uh, we as uh, Christians uh, should do uh, as the Lord leads. And, uh, and, I, and I say that very carefully because I know some people think, well, if I can just do this or do that, uh, I can get involved, and sometimes they drown themselves in in doing things, and they miss the spiritual aspect of things rather than just getting involved. Um, should we consider, for instance, just our involvement, say, with state legislature situations and how that you perceive that this whole question may go back to the states, which I personally hope it does, and then each state has its own dealings with this question once again. Um, What's your comment on that? Um, Absolutely, we need to get ready for the state battles. We have been working on that in all 50 states. 
because they're going to try to go back in states that are very conservative and try to, to warm legislation in. But but here's what I caution people on. Number one, before you get involved in this as a believer, go to your pastor and ask your pastor for his guidance and help on this. And one of the things that God gives the shepherds the ability to do is to help direct the sheep, the flock. Uh, and I'm a sheep. I mean, we need a pastor. Amen. And say, this is what we recommend. Uh, this would be good. Be careful that you're not just jumping at something you saw on the Internet or yes, something sir. on television or some other means of social media. Uh, make sure that you're going to your pastor and getting some direction. Um, he will know based on what's happening and having a much better picture of what's happening. Number two, pray for these people. We're, we've got all these ladies that have had abortions that are now going to be shattered on these yes, things. Sir. Mercy. Now, you understand, in some of the states, it used to be a crime in all 50 states for the woman to do it. In other words, the woman faced federal prosecution. Some of the states are going to go back to that. Some are not. But we need to pray for all of these women that got caught up in it. Somehow, I, I mean, I'll never forget the day that I was standing there, and I'm listening to this argument where they're saying an abortion is no different than cutting your fingernails. You're just getting rid of unwanted cell tissue. And I, I said, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way in the world that'll ever be America's standard. That is our standard. Yep. It is just sure now. Is. And, and these ladies have to understand Babies are precious in the sight of God, and they are precious in the sight of God. It's not just the baby they're carrying, but this lady divinely needs people to say, man, the Lord loves you, and God will help you with yes. this baby, Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm cautioning people. Uh, we're we're going to have an onslaught, they believe, of increased adoptions. In other words, many more babies now will be born and someone will want to give them up for adoption. This is an opportunity for God's people to step up. The largest group pursuing adoptions right now in the country are people with same-sex marriages and homosexuals. And, I mean, to put these babies, say we're going to protect them and let them be born, and then not be careful what happens to their eternal yes, destiny Amen. because of their life here. Amen. It's a very, very serious thing. Which brings and, up an, another uh, litigious situation that obviously we will have to face at some point. And, uh, Counselor, I know that you have been, uh, and I'll use the word warring, uh, in on many different fronts. And, um, and we certainly uh, want to, first of all, say thank you uh, for that uh, evening devotion way back in 1969, I believe you said, and right. um, and and certainly everything that has transpired since then, and how God has mightily used your ministry there, and um, we'll certainly pray as you have uh, have have told us this morning from your heart concerning the matter of our country, our 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 pastors who will need wisdom 
to direct the sheep and uh and and I, I know personally in my own life that you have that your heart gets open to things and you want to do something, yes, sir. but you can you can jump out there bef- without wisdom necessarily yes, because you have a zeal but it's not according to knowledge yep. and um, so we <clears throat> we definitely need to pray for those that are listening right now and that the Lord would uh, direct not only us but those that will hear this podcast later. Uh, that they would be uh, directed uh, and as so aptly put by uh, Attorney Gibbs uh, to their pastor to seek wisdom Amen. and to seek it yeah. from the Lord. Pastor, as is our custom, um, we always pray for those that, that we have sure. have uh, been with this morning. So, uh, Brother Gibbs, we are going to pray for you for the CLA ministry, uh, and our pastor, Steve Williamson, is going to pray. Dr. Gibbs, thank you for um, your kindness uh, to etch out about an hour of your time here this morning, yes. really, to be on our broadcast, and uh, and I just appreciate you doing that. It means a lot to us, and I know it means a lot to our listeners, so we appreciate your time this morning. Amen. Brother, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Father, we thank you today for the blessing of this broadcast and how it has moved my heart, how it has compelled me personally. And I pray that you will, Lord, help your people to begin to, some that are not praying, to begin praying. And then those that are praying but not specifically praying, that you will stir them to be specific. And that, Lord, they'll get that prayer list out and start writing things down and then have the joy of checking them off and being able to see how that you have answered their prayers. Thank you for Dr. Gibbs and what a joy and blessing it was to hear him this morning and the insight that he has and lord the uh of what's going on here in america and the the supreme court i pray that you'll bless christian law association thank you for how you have blessed it and that you'll keep your hand upon uh, that ministry continue to bless them give them wisdom as they enter these court cases to uh, lord be specific in areas that uh, lord that would have an impact and make a difference and i pray that you'll bless them financially to meet their needs to be able to continue to uh, lord defend god's people the way that they have and defend the gospel and the freedoms uh, of america that we should have and lord how they're able to do that and i thank you for all the churches that and the people that support this ministry to make that possible. Again, we love you. We thank you for this day. And, Lord, we pray for our country. We pray for the Supreme Court to make the right decision. I pray that you'd move upon their consciences, move upon their hearts, these Supreme Court justices. Yes. And Father, we pray that you'll give us that victory here in America. Yes, Lord. Uh, Lord, that, uh, Lord, that once again, that we would uh, deem the value of life that you have created. And Lord, the souls of men and these little babies that, uh, that Lord, that America once again would protect the child inside the womb as well as the child outside the womb. And Father, we, we pray for victory in this area. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. 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 Brother David Gibbs, thank you so much for uh, being with us here on Wheat Among the Tares this morning. Brother, we count you as a friend of Gethsemane Certainly. Global Radio and Wheat Among the Tares. And we thank you again so much to reiterate taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much. And my appreciation also to Steve Kluth and arranging everything. He is such a great help as well. May the Lord Amen. bless you, my brother. 
thank you, my friend, and thank you for the honor. And to- once again, thank you for your radio ministry. You have no idea the impact it has on America. I want Amen. to tell your listeners, stand behind this ministry. It is valuable beyond words. Bless Thank the you. Lord, my brother. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pastor, could we have said it any better? That was good. Amen. So good. That, that was a blessing indeed. And I trust that those things that we have brought here this morning from Brother Gibbs and the comments that have been made, um, that they have been a help and a blessing to you. And may we, as, as God's people, pray for this ministry and pray for our country as we all. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Wednesday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. For Weed Among the Tears, certainly ask you to pray for us here. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful day.